Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't want to go to jail! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. For my love, Lucy, to News Radio, and I'm your TV guide, Brett White. And I'm also a reporter, producer for Decider.com. And this week is another quarantine edition of Must Have Seen TV, meaning you're getting no music, no audio clips, because I am prioritizing getting our friendly conversation into your ears over the hours it would take me to painstakingly drop in uh, sound clips from Hulu into the podcast. It takes forever. This is uh, therapy for me. It's therapy for my guests, and hopefully it's therapy for you. I am joined this week by returning guests, all-star superstars quarantined together in Brooklyn, Jeremy Bent and Diana McCory. Hello. <laughs> from from one borough to another. Mm. Mm-hmm. So how's and your quarantine? From apartment to another. <laughs> We're uh currently locked in separate rooms but we've we've mostly been getting along <laughs> pretty well uh, in general i think we're doing okay <sighs> i'm starting to dress like my brother which i noticed earlier i'm wearing some some flannel and an alien t-shirt oh hell yeah uh, is it like one of those um it's not one of those like skater aliens from the 90s like the green oh, head and like so much cooler no it's like a it's a flying saucer with someone getting abducted, and it says, get in, loser. <laughs> Wait, what was that brand called? Like, Alien... Alien... Ooh. I don't know. Alien, Alien Nation? Autopsy? Yeah. yeah. Alien Autopsy. The, yeah. t- the cool <laughs> fashion brand. Alien uh, Autopsy. Brett, you're very on brand. Alien Autopsy and Alien Nation are both TV shows. Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but this week, instead of traveling into outer space... Uh, hmm. or literally anywhere outside of our apartments. We were traveling to <laughs> September 14th, 1974. Chinatown Ooh. ruled the box office. I shot Great the call. sheriff by Eric Clapton topped the charts, and CBS aired the Mary Teller Moore Show episode, Will Mary Richards Go to Jail? Jeremy and Diana, you must have seen Will Mary Richards Go to Jail before today. Uh, we have. Well, we have. Uh, we watched it last night. Boom! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Yes. Uh, but I had never seen it before. What is your I, I history with Mary Teller Moore? I wasn't super familiar with the show. I think I watched it as a kid on like Nick at Night. Yeah, it was um, a big Nick at Night show. But it, it was like the one sitcom that everybody was always telling me, like, "Oh, you would love that. You're like you're like her in lots of ways. Come on, you should." Yeah, but I I just never gave it like a, a, an honest chance as an adult. But that episode is like it's very intense. Mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting it. I was not expecting her to actually go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> the question asked. Goes. Or, the question is answered. <laughs> she yeah. does. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know that I ever really watched Mary Tyler Moore growing up either. My family didn't have cable, so like Mary, Mary Tyler Moore is one of those big Nick at Night shows yeah. that I did not have access to. But obviously, I already I always knew about it, especially as parodies of mm-hmm. Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Animaniacs doing a bunch of Mary and Tyler Moore parodies. And the Wayne's opening World. credits are just a part of the pop culture tapestry. Like the opening credits oh, are so okay. iconic, you're gonna see them referenced in improv scenes. Like yeah, yeah, or yeah. even just I'm the Mary, you're the Rhoda. Like mm-hmm. we know those archetypes. Although this episode is from the second half of the series where Rhoda and Phyllis are not on the show anymore. Because Has they Rhoda got their own, to her own show. Yeah. But they both got their own right. shows. Wow, good this for them. The show launched like three other spinoffs. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because Lou Grant work. also got an hour-long drama spinoff after Mary Tyler Moore ended. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. That like ran for a long time, mostly, I think, in like the late 70s into the 80s. And he was like a newsman in Chicago. And it didn't really reference this show at all, from what I understand. And he was it was just a serious drama. <laughs> Wow. That ca- okay, so is that her boss? That's yeah. the okay, because that moment where he gives her that speech about just the importance of of journalistic integrity to democracy is like such a drama moment that yeah. I was like totally unprepared <laughs> yeah. for it. it was well, like, holy so, like, shit! I feel like trying. To, so I've done two episodes of Mary Tyler Moore show on the podcast before. I did Christmas and the Hard Luck Kid, which is the season one Christmas episode, which is maybe the greatest Christmas episode of TV of all time. Wow. Uh, for me, I it is high praise perfect. from perfect. Uh, and then the other one I did was a season three episode, put on a happy face, which is one of the funniest episodes. It's just like Mary has the worst, like a day from hell, and everything goes wrong, and you just get to see Mary Tellamore, the actress, just she's so good at playing um, panic and mm. sadness and like and resilience. Yeah, she's so good at being like, yes, oh, of course I can, you know, it's, be fine yeah. with going to jail. It's, yeah. So like that episode is really great for that. But this is the first time I'm doing a serious one and also one from the back half of the series where the show started off being a very um, work and home sitcom. Like at home, mm. she was a single lady Phyllis was her landlord. Rhoda was like other. She lived in the other apartment in the house. So they like Mm. were best friends. Then she'd go to work. And that's where Murray and Ted and Lou were. And like episodes would either be like a home episode with a little bit of news or like a news episode with a little bit of home. But then once they wrote out, once they gave um, Valerie Harper and uh, Cloris Leachman their own shows, it's like, well, it's just a news show now. (laughs) And they didn't shy away from that. Like they didn't give her like a new spunky neighbor or nothing. (laughs) Right. The show just morphs. Yeah, I will. I will say if you add two more, and it's like Valerie Harper and Cloris Leachman are both like, oh yeah, I know who those people are. Yeah, like that's the cast of the show. There's like, uh, like everyone on this show is like well known. Yeah, and well, they they replace them with like Betty White, Betty White and Georgia Engler, who come on to then like they're like season four. I think is an overlap season where like they're all kind of on the show, and then this is the first one I think where like yeah. So it's like, it's wild. wild. <laughs> it's just nonstop. Very wild. <laughs> so yeah, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Mary Tyler Moore Show episode, Will and Mary Richards Go to Jail. It is the first episode of season five. M was written by the Emmy Award winning writers for this episode, which won the Emmy, Ed Weinberger oh. and Stan Daniels, and directed by Jay Sandrich. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. Mary faces a stint behind bars when she refuses to reveal the source for a story about corruption in high places. Jeremy and Deanna, how accurate is that description that's a real that's 10 out of 10 accurate. description yeah that's <laughs> extremely like, accurate that's the 
that's the episode. Kudos, Hulu, yeah. inter- Hulu intern that wrote that. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. You watched it. I love the descriptions where you're like, "Oh, you skimmed." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you watched the first two minutes. Happened in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that that feels ve- it's it's a very straightforward episode, and I just like can't get over that it actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's and- such a real. It also, yeah, they bring we'll, it back. We'll it also, like, there's a callback later on in the season to this episode. Like, Oh, is there? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get to it. It's very fascinating. Okay. Right. Um, right. So, we have to talk about the opening credits, because they are the most iconic, some of the most iconic opening credits of all time. And as I said before we started recording, they made me weep <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's the emotional <laughs> state you know, we're in. It brought me a real sense of, like, warmth and normalcy, a, a momentary, like, oh, this is why people watch sitcoms. Yeah. This feels like nothing, like... A, a nuclear bomb could land on this house, but it wouldn't. It would wait for these credits to be over. Yeah. <laughs> it would wait until she throws her hat in the air, and then everything can explode. It is one of the most perfect like theme songs. Yeah. Just like great theme song. The very <laughs> the melody, like the way sure. that Sonny Curtis sings. Like, yeah. Also, yeah, really fun. There's a really cool thing. So, like season one, the last line of the song was, "You might just make it on your, you might just make it after all." But then after season one, they're like, "No, the lyrics are now. You're gonna make it." Gonna. Yeah. Because they're like, she's made it. Like there's no, there's now no question. And that like little tweak is just like so. That's a beautiful tweak. (sighs) Yeah, you're gonna make it after all. That's a that's a second draft improvement on that song. <laughs> and again, this is the opening credits where since it's like the all work season, like you're seeing her on the job. Like I love that shot of her like out in the field and she's like holding the microphone up and then ducking out of the camera. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, yeah. That's so real. And there's also the one that. of her at the grocery store just like looking at some meat, looking at it, just chucking it in her cart. <laughs> she obviously does not have time to be food shopping yeah i guess this is fine literally whatever and not care what it tastes like make it work i've got spices but it really does capture this moment that's why it's considered one of the most feminist sitcoms is because it's like this was one of the most iconic tv housewives like laura petri from the dick van dyke show here she is it's like a single unmarried childless um estranged from a fiance is the story they went with she had a broken engagement Mm -hmm. Um, oh, she and then she okay. like moved. So it's like the opening credits of this like look of like what so many women were doing in the seventies, but not you weren't seeing it on TV. Like they were shopping on right. their own, they were at work, they were doing this. It's just so cool, guys. Yeah. The show is good. <laughs> it is. It is a good show. It is, um, it's a, objectively a good show. Yeah, yeah and she's I, like the perfect woman to sort of bear that like that torch. She's I, just so cool and so charming and awesome. Yeah. Even though I did, I've never really watched too much Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, I went to school for writing for television mm. and like Mary Tyler Moore show was a show that got thrown around a lot as like, this is a very good template for like, this is what a sitcom should look like in terms of like pacing yep. character, like just, and watching that episode, I was like, yeah, this is, pretty this is about as good as a sitcom gets in terms and, of yeah. pace of jokes character moments uh but also still finding like oh there's like a core to it that matters as well and she's so well dressed so cool yeah and God. i feel like in that scene where she I, I think it's the scene where she finds out that she's where she comes back from court and she's like, you know, sort of weighing the possibility of going to jail. I think she's just wearing like a black satin bathrobe belt around her neck or something. <laughs> but it looks so cool. Yeah. And I was like, could I just wrap my 
black satin bathrobe yeah. belt around my neck under a button-down shirt, it would look like that? Yeah, apparently. Like, so I the fashion, should. the person that did the costumes for Mary Tyler Moore on this show also did the costumes for um, Samantha on Bewitched and uh, Agent oh. 99 on Get Smart. So like... Oh. A lot of iconic yeah. women. Um, this God. one woman like just knocked out of the park three times. So the very well, first scene of the first. episode yes. is Mary and Lou are having a conversation in... Uh, she like walks into his office and he is making what he's calling like Irish coffee, which is really just pouring scotch in. Just scotch. Yeah, no, it's just scotch. I was like, is he pouring it in coffee? No, he's not. No. That's the real Irish coffee. Yeah. Mm. We say real there's Irish other stuff coffee. in it. But it's, it's just, just scotch, scotch in yeah. mug. But this is where, so like, this is where the structure of 70s sitcoms is so interesting because in a modern sitcom, we would get like, the A plot would be marrying the informant the b plot would be lou having the mumps and we would be introduced to like the idea of like lou contracted the mumps he's worried about it making him impotent i think is the big joke oh yeah and honestly that joke of like it doesn't matter if you're out of gas if you never pull the car out of the garage i was like yeah my goodness (laughs) yeah so because this is a 70s sitcom which were staged more like stage plays in a way like the whole does Lou have mumps or thing is just an excuse to get him out of the office. So, so that, that Mary can, yeah. Right, right, Yeah, so right. it's a very interesting. Is that interesting. a symptom of the mumps? Or like it can... Erectile dysfunction? So, I don't know, thing, boys, you tell me. The only thing, so like, there's that Parks and Rec episode where one of the sanitation guys texts his a dick pic to um, Anne and she starts getting flooded with dick pics and she's like, well, this guy needs to get in touch with me because it looks like he has the mumps or something like that. <laughs> so I, I, that is mm. my only context for so what mumps does to a... There's a genital a, symptom, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I'm assuming that like, modern science <laughs> has made this not a problem. I don't know. Because <laughs> none of us are really know. concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not too concerned about the mumps at the moment. Not the- in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, no. But it is a really funny moment where, like, Lou is like, if I have the mumps, like, you know, what could happen? And Mary just, like, tries to keep cutting him off. And she's like, yeah, I know. And she's yeah, like, I know, I know, I know. I know. It could be like, she's like, yes, I know, I know. And it's like, where did you learn yeah. it? And Reader's that whole digest. exchange seems like we should absolutely know. Yeah. Like, that was a very well-known, like symptom of the mumps but I, I have no idea what they're talking i about. will also say yeah. i don't know that i've ever heard of anyone i know getting the mumps maybe it was a bigger maybe it was a bigger thing in the 70s <laughs> i think it definitely was right like what Is when did the mmr they... vaccine happen when did yeah, the mumps, measles mumps rubella rubella is that the other one wait yeah. so when, i'm gonna google when did the mumps vaccine happen i'm, I'm looking it up right now <laughs> okay good. uh the mumps vaccine first became Google available in 1967, followed by the rubella vaccine in 1969. They were combined in 1971 to form the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. So they had okay. only been on the market only- for three years. So people were uh, still so getting. You can like yeah. looking. They've got this this uh, chart of like measles cases in the U.S. and like at 1970, it basically drops like a stone, and then <laughs> like no, but like people just don't get it anymore. Yeah. Right? Okay, so that makes sense. That's why. Yeah, that makes. So people were well aware then, but now yeah. it's like, what? We've been right, robbed of so no much idea. mumps humor then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. mumps gags we could be making. Thanks a lot, science. Thanks I will say, science. I also checked out the Mayo Clinic, and a complication of the mumps is inflammation and swelling of different parts of the body, including 
the testicles, okay. a condition known as orchitis, which causes one or both te- testicles to swell. <laughs> and that is painful, but it rarely leads to the uh, to sterility. But it can is the okay. point. And as soon uh-huh. as that's a possibility, then that's what everybody's that's about. That's the joke. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. that is, okay. makes sense. Yeah. So there is a really funny moment where, like, when they're first talking, when Lou is like, I feel hot or something, and Mary's, like, feeling his, like, glands to see if they're swollen, Ted mm-hmm. pops and he's like, uh, excuse me, and he, like, leaves. And then we, like, smash cut just a little bit later to him outside with Murray being like, I tell you, he had her, like... <laughs> He was holding his head like this. Yeah, like freaking out. And then as soon as they come out and be like, he thinks he has mumps. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Like it's so <laughs> right. Ted yeah, Knight's performance they... is so great. Yeah. Are are they like? I I don't know the show well enough to know. Like, are they constantly making jokes like that? Is there always a possibility that they that one of them thinks she's going to get romantically involved with one of the others? Or it, no, or, it it does so like. It is not a running thing. There are multiple episodes, but multiple episodes of the course of seven years. So it isn't really a lot. But there right. is like the penultimate episode is Lou and Mary actually do go on a date because they're like, should we? And then they do. And then it's like, this is weird. So we I don't, don't like this. Yeah. So right. they didn't. Um, and then there was an episode where like Murray gets a sudden like, I want to leave my wife for Mary crush. Oh, no. Her. And then like. Weird. Yeah. And then like that is they solve that problem in a half hour. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, that's nice. And Different then, like, time. one of the season seven, like, one of the last episodes of the show is also, like, a dream episode where Mary imagines what her life would have been like had she married all three of them. So it's, like, three vignettes. Oh, that's funny. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of Yeah, that's dated, but fun. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's a real, like, late uh, show's running out of yeah. plot lines. <laughs> we are season seven. What's yeah, going also, on? Like, imagine in 2020 or 2019 when people were still making things. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, like, uh, an office comedy had that, like, uh, the central character, the female character was like, what if I married all of my coworkers? People yeah. would be like, why would you, even, why would that occur? But, like, there are shows where you could imagine them, like, you could imagine the new girl doing an episode like that. Yeah, like, an yeah, old, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more about romantic connections, yeah. Yeah. But this it would be a season news. six or seven <laughs> yeah, episode. It would not they be don't a... work together on that show, but yeah. you wouldn't. <laughs> so, um,. I also wanted to point out, so Murray is wearing... You were talking about Mary's clothes. I love Murray's clothes in this episode. Of course you do. Looking sharp. Absolutely. He's wearing this sweater that is like a navy crew neck sweater, but it has like a red diamond kind of interlocking pattern on the front Mm -hmm. that he wears probably every three episodes. Really? Throughout all seven seasons. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Wow. It is so weird. They very true to life. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is the thing. So, like when I went through and did my Bob Newhart style blog, I mm-hmm. discovered that every Newhart. season, <laughs> Natty Newhart, every season they <laughs> essentially, I guess, like went shopping for him, and then he had like new pieces of clothing at the beginning of every season that he would then like wear multiple times throughout the season. Sometimes in conjunction with things from previous seasons. So it oh, wow. was actually realistic. Whereas now it's like you will never see a character repeat a clothing item. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, which is so yeah. inaccessible. I would much rather see yeah, very unrealistic. Yeah. same t-shirt every three days. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, that's so very cool. This is why I so will, Louis well, I gets was going to say, oh. I will say I'm a fan of Ted Knight's outfits. In oh, this God, yes. Uh, his suit love game a, is Love good. a bold blazer, you know? Oh, yeah. A bold blazer is, a, is just so fun. The you have some bold like blazers, I have a couple. I got a couple. Yeah. Well, you also we'll have the Ted Knight voice. You could do that. 
Yeah. That's true. I, I will say at watching Mary Tyler Moore show, I was like, oh, Ted is absolutely the role that I would want to get on that. Yo, show. You'd be so perfect. You're such a Ted. And Murray <laughs> is who I would want. I would <laughs> love to play Murray. Like, <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. such a funny well, guy. Murray's the fun. The um, fun. So this is so the whole reason for the whole mumps thing is like Lou is now out of the office going to the doctor. And as soon as he leaves, the news starts and a just like a nebbishy little like tiny guy comes in. He's like, I'm here. I got I need to talk to the news director. And they're like, well, he's out. I'm the associate producer. So he talks to Mary and he's got a huge exclusive. Did y'all track what the scoop was? No. And uh, my very first question, like when we started this call, I, like before we even started recording, <laughs> I wanted to be like, what was the st- story? Like, I don't, I think I maybe. I, I caught it. Okay, it's, good. Yeah, because I, I couldn't understand if they said graft, grab, or gra- graft. Grant? Wait, they graft? said graft. Okay, graft. Okay. graft. Graft is, is basically. I know what graft is. Well, but it sounds like Brett doesn't know what graft no, is. I don't either. Okay. Wait. <laughs> okay. Like a skin graft? graft? No, graft, oh. when referring to corruption, is like, that's like embezzling money. Okay. Graft money is like, that is the money you embezzle out. It's like, oh, I, uh, and like, so it's some big public works project and somebody has taken, half I think they say half a million dollars. Which in 1974. Which is, I remember the half a million dollars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a lot yeah. now. That's even more in 1974. Yeah, that was like, yeah, yeah. how much was that in 1974? A million? Here, I, I'm, I'm looking it up. Inflation calculator? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nineteen seventy-four to twenty dollars. Okay, hundred dollars. Wow. Okay, so in today's dollars, that would be like uh, about two point six million dollars. That's pretty big. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot to be stolen yeah, no. from a public Especially works project. And it's like Minneapolis. Like, yeah, that no, that's a considerable amount of money. Okay, because I I was not the whole time. I was like, could it be? Is it worth it to go to jail for whatever this scoop is? I don't remember what it is. It can't <laughs> Diana, <be> journalism <laughs> comes first. <laughs> like, the, weird, the weird part is they do not mention who, like, who took the money. Right. Yeah. It's just person? like, it got stolen. And it's like, well, who and for what public works project? But yeah. no, they no. Say, there's really actually very little attention paid to the story at all. Like, to, yeah. I was definitely watching the episode. Yeah. And said well, so that like, twice. The like, guy comes the in and he was. says, he doesn't say anything about it. It's when Mary then comes out after the guy leaves yeah. and she like turns to Murray, who's like, how much time does Ted still have? Like 12 minutes. Right, right, uh, right, right. And she's like, she says the whole like half a million in graphs, uh, grand jury. He was the bookkeeper for a, like, she drops all those like words um, right, but not in necessarily a an order that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, then. there are no nouns. Yeah. We get no nouns. Yeah. Um, right. But then the, the funniest, like one of the first like funniest, funniest moments to me is when she then runs, she like takes the story, runs it into Ted, who is going through like the results of or like auditions for like a local pageant or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. that. And then she's like, she, <laughs> she hands him right. the news and then she's like, he just looks at it, and then off camera, she's like, read it. Read it. And then he starts mouthing it, and then she screams <laughs> out, loud. out loud. That is, a, that is one of the best a jokes. A-plus joke. Yeah. It yeah, is so good. Fantastic. And then, he, and then like, yeah. just to, like, the joke ain't done yet, because then he, like, reads it, takes a beat. And, then, and now like, back to the real news. <laughs> yeah. He, like, <laughs> makes this, like, he makes this, like, isn't she crazy? Look at the face. Crumples it up. Whatever. <laughs> Women. Uh, it's so good. It's <laughs> really, really good. That was an excellent moment. But I also love 
I didn't, I don't want to um, forget to say that I love that that man who gives her the scoop is in a position where he can just walk into the news office and be like, who does news? Yeah. <laughs> here is news. I, I have news. news. Is the newsman here? I no, give the news you news. Out. I'm here. Yeah. Also, like the fact that it went from his hand to Mary to essentially broadcast. Anchor. Right. Yeah. Like that's what got broadcast. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like really fast. I mean, in the world of like comic book journalism, we had to exercise a little bit restraint. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the high I, yeah, I was going to say, it's like, there probably should be some sort of oversight. It's yeah. like, she got to check this story out before she right. like puts it on television. But he does like, it's like, read it, it is this nice, like this episode is kind of an, you know, I mean, maybe I should talk about this now, actually, because I have this timeline. This is basically uh, Nixon in an episode because so mm. the timeline so this aired on September 14th, 1974. Nixon resigned on August 9th, 74. Wow. But I do know that mm-hmm. um, this episode was shot like in the summer, most likely, like in June or okay. July. So, so the, during Watergate. The timeline is the impeachment hearings began on May 9th, 74. Woodward and Bernstein's All the President's Men came out on June 15th. And then Congress wow. moved to impeach on July 24th. So like... Um, Weinberger and Daniels, right? Yeah, Weinberger and Daniels kind of wrote this episode in the midst of like that, impeachment and all the president's men coming out. That makes so much more sense because that speech that yeah. like this is really, really fucking important speech. I see is, that, yeah. Has a lot of gravity that the rest of the episode doesn't really seem to have. And you're like, ah, yeah. where, where's that coming from? <laughs> the but context in the is like. of that Woodward and Bernstein investigation that had just come out, like, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. So, you know, like, they read it immediately. They're like, well, we have to. And I do. We have to address I, this. Yeah. We write a show about the news. love that inclination of like we are comedy writers but we are writing a show about the news so this is the biggest not only the biggest news story of like that year but like probably their lifetime kind of the biggest news story of the 70s period 80s i mean like yeah it could come up to like where we're at now hey yeah Yeah. like the biggest political news story until 2016. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, basically until like you until know, the Clinton 9/11 impeachment or so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or Clinton impeachment. Those are big political stories. Yeah. But like that's a 30 year period almost. Yeah. 95, right? That's a lot. And to be writing the Mary Taylor Moore show, a show that's already like critically acclaimed, is already kind of like expected to be at the cutting edge. Right. Of t- like yeah, Brady Bunch, the comment on it. Yeah, Brady yeah, Bunch definitely. was not going to do a Nixon episode. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Although, man, somebody write that episode. Jan oh, going, fun. I am not a crook. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is a crook. Um, so but I love the like they did it in a really sharp, sort of subtle way. Like they, they didn't even just address Nixon at all. Integrity as a journalist and how important that is to democracy. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. A really important point to make and like what happens it's like well you can't just name the source because like once people are afraid to be whistleblowers if they can force us to name our sources then you can't trust the news anymore yeah. like then the news will not give you no one will give scoops to the news yeah because right. they know there will be repercussions yeah right. exactly it's super important and to make that stand five weeks after nixon resigns yeah <laughs> 
God that's, bless. Super great. That's so bold. I love that. So the the first act has a really funny juxtaposition because it ends with Tim uh, with Ted being like, and now back to the real news. And then we come back from break, and he is swamped by reporters in the newsroom, <laughs> being like, <laughs> giving him all the praise, and he's like, yeah, "Well, yeah, you know, yeah. as a real newsman, I like to snoop out scores like sources." <laughs> <laughs> I sniff around until I find a story. <laughs> And then, and then after everyone leaves, okay. a guy from the Department of Justice, a truly like terrifying, intimidating, tall, suited man, <laughs> comes up to Ted and is like, you know, I need to know, like, I have a subpoena. You have to test for it before a grand jury. I didn't know who gave you the source. And you can tell, like, Ted wants to fold like a deck of cards. But as soon as Lou hears Department of Justice, he like barrels over to there, kind of like puts his chest right in Ted's back. And is like, First Amendment says you don't have to do that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's essentially like coaching him like Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio in yeah. a way. <laughs> yeah. But I assume this is like not the first time Lou Grant has had to deal with this. No. Where he's, he's like, yeah, we like I've dealt with this a hundred times. Right. It's like, he's you can come in here, <clears throat> but like, we don't have to tell you that. And he yeah. knows. But what is so great is as soon like Ted's heightening panic. To where when it comes oh, to like you it's could so go to good. jail and he's like <laughs> and Lou tries to say something and then he's like shut up Lou <laughs> 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 and then he just completely yeah. sells Mary out oh hard right yeah and then the but way Mary could, the yeah. way Mary reacts is so oh, funny she tries to have this like midwestern charm of like right of her like well it's a secret so <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have a subpoena because I can't and, tell a secret yeah, hands are tight right? yeah. <laughs> That's how the law works. <laughs> and, and that's I feel like that's exactly how I would respond because I would be in such disbelief that this is that the stakes are so high that I could yeah. theoretically go to jail for this that I would be like, "Well, but you understand. Come on. We're both people here." Yeah, we understand like you know for- It's your job you to say this. It's my job to say this. We can both agree that. that this is silly. like, yeah. Come on. It's yeah. also so cool that at a time when now, because people in the 70s were, I guess, comparatively rational, um, Nixon's attacks on the press, I don't really think, like, didn't really work on Republicans because they actually turned against him, which is the whole reason right. he had to resign. Um, but it is still cool that instead of they basically taking America's sweetheart, Mary Taylor Moore, and reminding everyone she's a journalist, that thing that criminal politicians are always going to rail against this sweet Midwestern, you know, yeah. woman that you love is a journalist, That's and love. this is her job. That's her job. Like, yeah. It's such a good, like, representation matters for journalism. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. this is what happens when that job, like, by its very nature gets criminalized. Like, when doing that job could land you in jail just for, mm-hmm. like, being mm-hmm. a good journalist, yeah. being an ethical journalist. Yeah. Are we, oh, uh, no both sides on this one. Uh, anyway, um... Mm. So then we get well, then we it's also it's also a time when like trust in the news was like probably at an all time peak. Yeah. You know? Yep, Walter Cronkite right. most that, trusted. Yeah. And after that Woodward and Bernstein article came out, that was like that exposed one of the the most monumental stories that yeah. the public could never have heard about. Like that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and just like the best journalists ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the the fourth estate. It's like we're here to protect our democracy. And then like 
sort of 80s and onward it's just been a slow slide <laughs> towards like coming up six looks for fall and you're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> which there is an episode i think the season like four premiere what our three three premiere is called like the good time news and it is all about uh, that yeah. in 1972 or whatever um love it so we don't actually see the testifying because they probably didn't want to build that set <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so we just get them coming back from testifying ted comes in first and he is more like he comes in and he says like oh they gave us all coffee and they're all like what about mary and her his response is well she didn't want coffee <laughs> that was so funny right but I, I love how concerned everybody is about her in that scene and like as somebody yeah. who doesn't really watch the show very much or know very much about the characters there's a real sense of like familial yes like protective instinct in that scene like they're so worried about her and i was like oh she works in a place where everybody really cares about her I like i wish i had a workplace like that that's Maybe so sweet miss all my co-workers who i haven't seen in a month yeah. but like yeah get yeah. to google hangout with and slack with yeah. but there is that really like especially between mary and murray as like you know the people they sit right next to each other and they have this except for the episode where Murray wanted to, like, marry her. Um, they had this really cool platonic best friendship, like, really strong brother and sister thing. And yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I love also, that. Murray's wearing a really great jacket in this scene. <laughs> I wrote down. <laughs> so she comes in. Mary's like, yeah, they're, they uh, they said if I don't make a decision by Monday, they are sending me to jail. And she kind of says it like she's dissociating a little bit. You know? Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a super present awareness of that. She's just like, yeah, I, I, he, the judge was a very nice man. <laughs> um, and he, he actually said that if he, he would love for his little girl to grow up to be just like me, yeah. which is an interesting thing to say under the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and he said, <laughs> if I don't decide to give up my source by Monday, I'm going to jail. It's, and, it's also, no, no, go ahead. No, it's just like she, <clears throat> you can tell she's not processing it. Yeah. You can tell she's just like, yeah, this is. Here's what happened. It's also interesting to me that like they are going to like because this reeks of being a scare tactic, right? Yeah. Of right. Uh, of like, oh, we're gonna do this, so it's like, hey, you better give up your source. Or you're gonna go to jail. Oh, okay. Here's the person, right? So the question is, it's like, who in the government is like, you gotta shut this news story up, right? It was like, right. send this mary richards to jail right the subtext of all this is like who needs who the source bad who yeah. needs, the, right. needs the source uh and the story to disappear there right. should, there's right. probably a fanfic about it and if not i should write it Ooh. you absolutely should write it i was actually i was talking to my best friend daily who works for the electronic frontier foundation which is like a digital privacy advocacy group um sort of and the digital privacy it is yeah. the digital mm. privacy advocacy group um, and she, and I was telling her about this episode and she was like, I can't, A, I can't believe there's an episode where Mary goes to jail Yeah. and B, like that's, ex her, she's friends with Chelsea Manning, Daly is friends with Chelsea Manning. And oh, she's wow. like, that's exactly what happened to her. She refused to testify in front of a grand jury and they sent her to fucking prison. Like that is a wow. very real, very heavy thing. Yeah. Um, and to have representation for that in a sitcom in the seventies is actually kind of amazing. And then she goes to jail with sex workers who yeah. are very normal people and very relatable in that scene. Yeah. And, that's and there's a really cool thing shit. where when they find out what she did, they say, wait, so you went to jail just for doing your job. Exactly. It's just like us. Exactly. It's like, I love holy that shit. moment. And you're <laughs> I mean, like, it's, oh it's my a God, good joke, girl. but it's also like underlining but the weird. Real. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. and yeah. also it's like we also now have a modern example of like, oh, Edward Snowden was the source. Yeah. And hey. they re- revealed who he was. And now he cannot come back to America. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. So the next scene. So I guess we get another act break there, maybe or something. But like the next scene is Betty White's grand entrance into the episode where I just want to talk about the oh. range of Betty White as a performer oh and the people that just Fantastic. peg her as Rose Nyland. No, have never no. seen her as Sue Ann Nivens, which is the exact. Uh, I mean, they originally cast her as Blanche on Golden Girls because of Sue Ann Nivens, and the fact that she nails both being like a Martha Stewart nymphomaniac, <laughs> like, yeah, and <laughs> this like sort of catty like society woman. Yeah, you know? oh, she's so. Amazing. So she's so like, great. we need to throw you a party. Obviously, we can have little tin <laughs> cups and like everyone can bang them, and it'll just be you're oh, like, so what much a fun, fun theme. And yeah. you're like, oh no. Well, she even so relates much. it to like, well, one time an advertiser wanted me to use these certain things in a Thanksgiving episode, and right. I told them that they could shove their frozen giblets up their nose, like, right up their nose. <laughs> oh man, she's amazing. I don't think icon. either of us realized that Betty White was part of this show. No. And then she just showed up like 10 minutes in the episode. And we were like, and we were like oh. <laughs> and she's yeah. super funny. And we're like, you know, you knew as soon as she walked out, you Glowing, were Glowing, beautiful. Yeah. And so, like, she joined in season four as, like, you know, a one episode. And then they just kept writing for her. And then it was like, because huh? at the time, huh? Betty White was already a superstar in 1973 or whatever. And so they were like, are you, sh- you want to you keep- sure you want to keep doing this? cool like you know like great yeah. yeah you're on for like 16 of the 22 episodes now like, oh what a dream can you imagine writing an episode with like the dream guest star that you thought you would never get to work with ever and then they're like i could be recurring like yeah, you please could write bring some me more back stuff make me a regular me. it uh. also made me think i was like how old is betty white because this episode is almost 50 years old and she's not like i mean she's younger than i normally associate her being but i was like yeah she's not like a child, like no. <laughs> a twenty-year-old, and stuff. Well, so and she I, had her first sitcom oh, was in the fifties. She was the first ever woman to executive produce her own show. Um, yes, yeah, queen. Also, I'm pretty sure she had a radio show that predated television. So she is literally the first lady of television. Oh and, my god! You know, she spent all the sixties like doing variety and like live television. She did a thing where, when TV first started, she was I think on TV live eight hours a day. Because at that time, they didn't know what they were doing. So just like, Yikes. they turn on the camera and it's just like, go! <laughs> and she was one of the people that just like, went. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. I will. I just looked it up and she is 98 years old. Yeah. And fine. And doing fine. And doing, doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Damn it. yeah. Doing great. Damn it. Um, oh, she's so amazing. Then we get, so like, then Mary is starting to like wrestle with this a little bit more and she goes in a loose office and she, I can't remember how she phrases it. She doesn't, she's like, I just want to make sure that this is important enough to like right. go to jail for. And then that's when right. we get like Ed Asner doing this really amazing dramatic monologue of just like where he says all that stuff we said. And yeah. but, like, it's very serious, very dramatic, like a minute, like a solid, like page of dialogue. And then it ends with, but don't let that influence you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love that. Yeah. that that's right. one of the best parts about this whole episode is like, it's a killer monologue. Ed Asner obviously nails it, but they also don't forget it's a comedy yes. show. Like, yeah, they, they still have get the joke. Show. Totally. It's so good. Which is the it's... problem I have with, so I'm watching, I'm doing this thing now where I watch an episode of sitcoms from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s all in a, like, in a row, and then I go back to the 50s. 
all mm-hmm. exactly 10 mm-hmm. years apart because I'm crazy. So oh, I love that. right now sure, I'm in sure, March, sure. March, uh, 53, 63, 73, 83. And okay. when you get to the, you seeing this like rings in a tree or whatever, it's like the sixties, the fifties are very like slapstick situation. Sixties were like getting a little more sophisticated. Seventies is like the peak of the art form. And then the eighties takes this weird thing where they're doing serious stuff, but they don't do jokes. Like mm. Family Ties is a drama. Yeah, right. It's barely a sitcom. Yeah, huh. and it's like there's jokes, but there's a lot of like issues. Yeah, episodes. issues, right. and then they don't have the button that Mary Tyler Moore has. Mm-hmm. Every dramatic monologue has a button that is funny, and they like remind you this is also a comedy. <laughs> right, and like that button shouldn't undercut the substance of right. the of the drama, the substance of like of what that person just said, and it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Yeah, in that scene, it's right. it's very much just a like. <laughs> well, this was a lot. <laughs> this was heavy. Um, and then her response to that is know. like, "Well, I don't want to go to." She finally like lets it out. I, like, but I love that moment. That for some reason that reminded me of you know in Alien how like. Ripley's like this badass, very almost masculine character. Yeah. But what's uniquely sort of feminine about her is that she is like an emotional hero. Like she does a lot of the fighting while sobbing. Yeah. And I love that <laughs> yeah. about her because I do a lot of my heroic things while sobbing. <laughs> um, but also, like, if you saw one of those coming at you and you, you weren't just like, it's so tears. <laughs> And you would hope that you would still, like, you know, hold up your fucking flame gun or whatever, but you would still be crying. Um, you wouldn't just be saying cool, macho crap all the time. And I love that Mary is just like, I'm doing this heroic thing and I'm absolutely going, I'm, I have no doubt that I'm going to do this. <clears throat> But I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's so human. That's oh. such a like perfect reaction. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do the right thing, but I'm so scared. Well, and also it's like you know, Ed Asner just gave this beautiful like Mr. Smith goes to Washington, and it's right. like we're protecting the very freedoms. And you know, so you're like, oh, so you the can think about dies this. in darkness. Yeah, yeah, right. and like you can think about it that way. But it's like. Yeah, nobody wants to go to jail. That's not <laughs> fun. Oh, Gary. No. Yeah. yeah so and like, we... he's not the one who has to go to jail. Yeah, exactly. He's the one who has to go to jail. <clears throat> then we get the yeah. party scene, which is the next one at Mary's apartment, and everyone is oh. there. They all have their their Sue Ann is handing out the tin cups. The tin cups. <clears throat> I love it. What a great cups. visual callback. I love it. Everyone uh-huh. is bummed. And then like Mary gets up, like Sue Ann pulls Mary aside and she's like I don't want to, like, you know, make you concerned or anything, but everyone here is kind of down in the dumps, and so they look to you, for example. So, if you could just try to have a good time and don't be a drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that so much, because that is, like, the definition of the female experience of, of like, suffering. Yeah. Because you have to not only suffer, but you have to look like you're having a good but time. Like, hey, what? not you... Smile on your face. Just smile on your face. People are really starting to get bummed out. Yeah. And it is your... It's your responsibility. <laughs> yeah. It's my fault that everybody's having a bad time at my going to jail party. And, she, <laughs> wah, and Mary, she handles it so well. Like, she doesn't indulge it, really. She's just like, <clears throat> I'll see what I can do, and leaves the room, presumably to scream into a pillow or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. We also get to meet Georgia Engel, who plays Georgette, Ted Baxter's. Uh, I can't remember if they're married at this point or not. but um, And she is one of the great comedic weirdos of all time. Oh. So Love it. I discovered this, and this is a tip. This is a good quarantine tip. If you guys want to have fun. We do. So, 
<clears throat> Sorry, I have a really bad cough. <clears throat> I'm not going to edit it out of the episode because yeah. lo-fi. So how, how dry that cough? How dry? A bunch of um, <laughs> a bunch of the D Martin roasts are streaming on Amazon Prime Video, and they are like Ooh. two hours long. Like, don't watch them. But Georgia Engel was a regular roaster on that show. Oh boy! And she has that some really fun. like high pitched like. Very like I'm a whisper high pitched voice. And I'm assuming she wrote all of her material, but she, so every time she does it, her, her setup is amazing. She comes out and she has a set of index cards and she sets them down and she's, she says like, hello, I've been ba- invited back. Um, and I have now a bunch of prepared remarks. And so I hope you're all ready for some new zingers and put down shtick. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Her setup is she will then read a very blistering, mean roast joke and then look up from the card, turn to the person she roasts and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't think that. And then a worse roast joke. Oh, man, that's really good. That sounds excellent. And she is in like five or six of them. And me and my husband, like when I discovered them, like, oh, we're watching all of these back to back. Yes. And she and it's just so good. (laughs) She's so great. And so on this, like. So she has she has a couple really good zingers in this one. The f- one I liked was when they were like, I think Mary's out of the room and she like is that Lou like so like why like Mary's going to go to jail and she's like when like when will they let her out of jail and he's like well when they will <laughs> reveal her source and she's like and she won't do that is like no and she's like well she's going to need another toothbrush <laughs> right right because she's like when will she reveal her source and they're like never <laughs> yeah but my favorite uh zinger is the plants one god when, <laughs> when they come to take I'll her plants all your plants and i'll take care of them but don't worry i won't tell them where you are i'll make something up <laughs> oh my my favorite joke Sorry. in that is when ted knight gives her the pack of cigarettes yeah and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, in front of uh, the DJ guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I don't smoke. And it's like, that's how you get to the screws. It's <laughs> so like, you can bribe the screws. <laughs> you can bribe the screws is yeah. such a funny line. And his delivery is so perfect. Uh, yeah. Before the DJ guy comes, Ted, like, kind of nudges Georgette to be like, ask. And she's like, oh, Ted, you can do an impression. And so <laughs> then we get to see Ted Knight doing, is it like Jimmy Cagney? Who was, yeah. Was it Cagney? Yeah, I think it that is Cagney. Sounds right. It's like, ooh, you dirty rat. It's like that guy. Dirty rat. Ooh, dirty yeah. rat. <clears throat> At first Mumps I thought it was like a weird Kennedy impression, and then it, yeah. but then it went, sounded like, I guess it is Cagney. What is great is how Ted Baxter was giggling to himself in between playing a tough guy, because he was like so pleased with his impression. Right. I love that. Yeah, it's hilarious. So then the guy comes, and then they... They slap handcuffs. I know, that's oh, disturbing. I don't like seeing handcuffs on her. So, like, this scene really is hard watching this scene and not think about what it would be like to be in Mary's shoes. Because she's our point of entry character. She's the lead character. We love her. And this episode does such a good job of being like, oh, my God, what would it be like to be waiting for someone to come and take you to jail? Right. And it's such a casual, like, you know, he's like, take your time. Uh, You know, you could, she's trying to figure out her purse because she's handcuffed. It's all very <laughs> human and very, like, relatable. And you're like. Oh, this is what happens, I guess. Yeah. Of course, it's also very, like, white upper middle class. Like, yeah. this is how a white upper middle class lady gets arrested. Yeah, with all of her friends there. and They have I an did... appointment. They have a party with Tim yeah. Cup. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did, is it weird that they took her out of her apartment and all of her friends were still left there? 
I mean, yeah, I, I thought that was weird. I thought everybody was going to leave, but they were just like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they have to have keys because they have to take after our plants and stuff. So I don't right, know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got keys for the plants, ago. right? So then yeah, Mary Richards does go to jail. The The episode answers the question. Um, we get a jail scene. So they didn't build a courtroom scene because they needed to build a jail scene. A jail cell. Right, right, right. Oh, uh, yeah. That is jail cell never, the courtroom. I was going to say, a lot of important stuff in this episode happens off screen. You yeah. don't see Lou Grant at the doctor. You don't see Mary Richards at the courthouse. Yeah. But that's like that's just the limitations of TV at the time. It's like, well, you saw the newsroom. You saw her apartment. They get one more set. Yeah. And it's <laughs> the jail. Got to be the jail. It's in the title. So yeah. she's in there with two um, uh, women of the night um, sex workers. I was trying to think, what is the what do we call women them? of the night? I like that. <laughs> women of the night. Um, <laughs> Sherry and Kim. I appreciate women of the night. So uh, I, I will. This is where things get serious. Yeah. Uh, well, this get things get serious in life because uh, Barbara Colby, who plays Sherry. Uh, so, uh, listeners, this is real. Um, if you don't want to hear about harrowing stuff, I don't know. Fast forward a little bit, but serious. Um, so B- Barbara Colby played Sherry. She killed it. Mm-hmm. She's great in this episode. She's, oh, she's awesome. really she's good. Amazing. The fans loved her, so they brought her back as Sherry in a at the end of season five when uh, Mary oh, finally cool. goes and testifies. Like they follow mm-hmm. this up, they, which is rare. A seventy sitcom never picks up. I was going to say, yeah. Di- when we finished the episode, Diana was like, "So they talk about this next week on the show?" Right. I was like, "There's I was no like, way." I don't understand. Like she's they, still in jail. They talk the about it months episode. later. What the. Fuck? Like, how can this not yeah. be resolved? And so Sherry is in that. Barbara Colby comes back and plays Sherry in that episode as well. And they love her so much that they cast her as a regular on Phyllis. Um, so uh, in theory, she no. should also be playing Sherry because it is the same universe, but she's not. She's playing the owner of the photography studio that Phyllis um, works at. Okay. Well, maybe Sherry was her, like, work name. Yes. And then when she owns the <laughs> photography studio later, she goes by a different name. So the sad thing is that... Uh, so uh, in the summer, in July 1975, uh, Barbara Colby was murdered. <gasps> oh no! Oh my god! Oh, yeah, no. they had shot three episodes of Phyllis, so she's in the first three, and they uh-huh. were played. They recast the role with an actress named Liz Torres. Oh. So she was murdered. She was shot along with her acting classmate James Kiernan, who. <gasps> in another tragic thing, had actually taped an episode of Rhoda that aired after his death. What so, like, these are two, what? like, yeah, and they were just murdered in a parking oh. garage by two men for no reason. <gasps> just and a stranger? The murderers like one, were caught. Thing? Yeah. Colby died ah. instantly, and James Kiernan uh, survived long enough to tell the cops, I don't know who those two men were, and then he died. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, that's Wait, awful. so they were in a parking lot at night? Yeah, they were coming back from their act. They were taking the, an acting they class together acting class. in Venice, I think is what I saw. In, um, in California, okay. Yeah, California, yeah. yeah, and then they were, <laughs> yeah, um, and then yeah, and I then guess, they were just. Why did I assume they were in New York City? Everybody who gets murdered, I'm like, well, it was in New York, yeah, right? Seventies yeah, New York, God. New York. Um, right. And yeah, so they were just like random, like two men apparently came up and just killed them. And uh, killed them both? We don't know wow. why. Oh, uh, it's still terrible. a cold case. It's still unsolved. Oh my God. That's so crazy. I don't know. Maybe I should have waited till the end to say that because, but I don't know. I do. It is so tragic because you watch her performance as Sherry, and, and she's, she's so good. Oh, she's great. She's she really had good. Such an amazing career. Oh. Mm. 
I mean, the fact that he didn't, the fact that the guy didn't know who those, who the shooters were, doesn't mean she didn't know who the shooters were, you know? Sadly true. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the time when women get murdered, it's by men who know them personally. And yeah, who, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's real sad. So, but she, so like, to get back to, I don't know, to get back to fun, um, so, like, Mary has a really fun... She gets in there. She's babbling immediately. She's like, I need my toothbrush. They didn't give it to me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, she hey. tells Sherry, like, so if you just need me to stop babbling, let me know. And she responds to that. Mary's on the top bunk and Sherry's on the bottom bunk. And Sherry, like, does a double, like, mule kick <laughs> up into the top bunk. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, Mary Tyler Moore gets some air off of that, too. Like, she goes... <laughs> That's not, like, a very real, very fun scene between women it 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 reminded me actually of like a a friend of mine got arrested um got a dui like last year or two years ago um and i jeremy's gonna ask me who this is and i'm not gonna be able to tell him because i swore i wouldn't tell anybody that this happened to her (laughs) Uh, and i won't tell anyone who reveal your source i will not (laughs) reveal your source jail i will go straight to jail um no uh so she she got arrested and she got put in uh the like county jail she had to spend the night there with these two two women who were sex workers mm-hmm. and they were really nice to her and at first they were just like oh oh god like who is yeah. who is this like because you know my friend uh well i can't say what she looks like because then then you'll know um <laughs> but they were like oh god and then she came in and, and then she was like best friends with them by morning and they were like here's what you need to do at your hearing to get out of everything and <laughs> such good legal advice that's so great also that that is exactly what happens in this episode because like they have a so like the like overnight morning comes lou comes to visit and then sherry has a great one of like oof tough (laughs) tough i thought i was tough tough looking but this chick takes the take takes the cake right (laughs) yeah that was a great line and then lou's like uh i need to talk to her uh in private and then sherry's like cool yeah we'll go over to your place and then they walk us <laughs> to the other <laughs> side she's just uh, she is killing those lines yeah. which uh, is just so like perfect. perfect deadpan delivery yeah it's really good you really see why she like got asked back and then got a serious yeah. regular oh, role it and then, totally like, makes sense you're like oh she's so funny God damn it yeah, yeah. so then this That's is bummer. where so this is where the like the most beautiful scene happens because there is a so like going back to the scene where Mary goes into Lou's office and is like, should I do this? There is a reading of it where it's like, okay, well, why does the woman have to go ask the man for advice? Like she should be able to mm-hmm. decide this on her own. And you're kind of left like, it's not a bad scene at all, but it is a yeah. little thing in the back of your head if you're like trying to think critically about a thing. And then this scene totally flips it and reveals that like Lou comes in, and he's like, you have to give up your source. You can't right, do this. Right, right. I like just he, can't have you be in jail. Yeah. He has completely caved. Right. And then she reveals like, I knew what you were going to say. I came in there yeah. because I knew that I needed you to hear you say it so that I would actually like go through with it. And he said, she says like, look me in the eye and tell me that you believe what you just said. And then he yeah. does. And she says, with like the most resolve we have seen her have maybe an entire series of just like, <laughs> you were telling that to my nose. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. That is such a great... <laughs> oh, man. It's so yeah. good. And it, like, gives it's her... really great. ...all the agency while not, like, cheapening the relationship, while making 
Lou caving doesn't make him less of a character or less of a man. It makes no, him like just means he loves her. And he cares about her. her. He, yeah, he wants to hug her, but like not really because he doesn't but hug. He's not a hugger. Yeah, I oh, love that so much. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, and she's such a strong character in that moment where she's just like, I don't know how long, like, to not know how long you could be yeah. in prison for, and to just be like, I still have absolutely no doubt that this is the right thing to do, and my resolve is just completely unshakable. That's a that's beyond what I think I'm capable of. I don't know. I yeah, would no. hope I would do that, but yeah. Hopefully yeah, I will never be placed in that position. Yeah. So if hope. anyone has any hot tips, don't come to me. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want your want secrets. Them. <laughs> Not that kind of journalist. Breadway. Nope. Oh, God. So then the... Uh, it's a shame because people had tips on Barbara Colby's murder. Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> what if people do have hot tips on Barbara? Some, somebody knows. Somewhere, well, I don't right? Think, yeah, I don't no, know. Someone, please. The 70s saw... Because the 70s were seeing a, like a rise in women living Mary Tyler Moore-esque lives, it also saw a rise in like random murders yeah. of women by men who didn't want to see women living these like single lives and being professionals and like that's why it, it was the golden age of serial killers yeah it was all these men <laughs> killing single women some ted bundy shit right a very scary time to to be a lady but also a very cool time to be a lady because you get to you, wear awesome clothes yeah. <laughs> if you didn't get murdered yeah, god so they get out so like there's this really fun like flip when we see the next scene and they're like the the street the street walkers. I keep like the sex workers are like um. So yeah, we'll see you around, and then it turns out they're the ones getting out first. That's <laughs> yeah, really good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but then we find it's out like her lawyers fun. posted bail. They'll be back, or she'll be out in three to four hours, and then is it Barbara Colby that says, "Oh, we'll be back by then," or I'll be the by other then. one? Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, the, it's the other uh, actress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was... And that's how the episode ends with like her lawyers posted bail and she's getting out, but we don't like. Not I yet. I could not believe that was how the episode yeah. ended. I was so shocked that when the credits appeared, I was just like, I understand that they just said that she's going to get out in a couple hours, and that's wh- why they're allowed to do this. <clears throat> but she's still in jail. Yeah. Like, I am not comforted. I don't know for a fact that she's going to be out in three to four hours. This is unfair to me. I have to and wonder. Was like, should we watch the next episode? <laughs> but then Jimmy was like, there's no way the next episode even addresses this. Not and I was all. like, that's I crazy. do wonder if they, like, wrote if they wrote the scene and they were like, something's got to get cut. This episode is a movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I wonder. Are y'all ready for some must have fact? Oh yeah. This mother's day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
So, some must have facts. I'm just writing down the time code. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No editing. You're seeing behind the curtain. Um, So, I don't know how many people watched this episode specifically, but on average, 16.4 million people watched Mary Tyler Moore on average this season of TV. So, big. Um, Rhoda was the number one show that week. I know that. I would know how many people watched this episode if I paid for a subscription to this local newspaper, but I don't want to do that. That's what a mm. Patreon will be for, I guess. Yeah. To get mm. me a ratings information. Um, those local newspapers. <clears throat> for the week, uh, for the season, Mary Tellamore was the number 11 show of the season. Mm. Uh, the top five were MASH at five, the Jeffersons at four, Chico and the Man at three, Sanford and Son at two, and All in the Family at one. So, All right. very different lineup. I don't know, like, MASH and yeah. All in the Family are serious. Mm. And I never seen Chico and the Man or Sanford and Son. Me neither. I don't Sanford know. Sanford and Son's a sitcom. It's you know, it's Red Fox and his yeah. son. They own a junkyard. Okay. I know that it's not as serious as like I don't know. No one's no, going it's, to. It's quite silly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the CBS Sunday Night lineup this season was legendary. Uh, it is All in the Family kicked off the night, and then the one season wonder that was Paul Sand and Friends and Lovers. And then the Maritella Moore show, the Bob Newhart show, closing out with the Carol Burnett show. Man. Yeah. Wow. So, like, Paul Sand yeah. and Friends and Lovers, the t- the name of the show is Friends and Lovers, but they... Paul Sand was a comedian, and he was apparently big enough to warrant his name being in the title as... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Friends and Lovers is a good name for a show, but yeah. Paul Sand in Friends and Lovers is like, I'm not I a Paul know. Sand guy. Friends and Lovers is a creepy name for a show, frankly. Well, you got, but you got to put it in the context of like the early mid seventies. It's like okay. lovers was like a word that's being thrown about. Was lovers ever a not creepy word? Like only at this point, like not late sixties, early seventies. Early seventies. Okay. Yeah, it is like lovers is lovers is heyday was the seventies. You can't get okay. away with that anytime after that. I think I, I, I know people now who use that word as like a you know a substitute oh. for partner. No, no, and no, 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 no. Just stop it. It just means like it's <laughs> no. the connotation to me is like I'm fucking this person. <laughs> like, right. We're like, I, I you're like, yeah, know. we we know. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't need to know. Good. And if you want to tell me about that, that's yeah. fine. But like, yeah, there's just a sliminess to it. I yeah. don't know. It's a, it's the SNL sketch, the lovers sketch, the yeah, right. it's like exactly a, that. Will Ferrell, Rachel, a, yeah, in the hot tub. It's the, it's the the softness of it, and the then the like. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. on IMDb, 107 users rated this episode a 9.1 out of 10. Would you go higher, lower? Or is that right on? Oh, I, I would. Yeah, I might go a little higher. I think it's a great episode. Yeah, yeah I might say 9.5. Yeah. There's very, I, I can't imagine. It's such a tight episode. Tighter sitcom episode, yeah. It, the, all the jokes are really good. They A lot of them you don't see coming. Yeah. It's a surprising episode, but it's it doesn't really break any rules except the rule of like don't land your main character in jail at the end of the episode and not get the out. Um, I mean, this episode also, is what forty six years old, and it still makes you laugh. So good, like, that's yeah. crazy. Like that's a feat. And it still has something to say about the role of journalism in a democracy. <laughs> in a democracy, it's yeah, like absolutely. that's I don't know. That's no yeah. easy feat. See why the won the Emmy. double standard of like how sex workers are treated in America under the criminal justice system. Like that is some progressive yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm going to actually give it an extra point nine points for that and give that give it a ten. Wow, full ten. Yeah. Give it a ten. 
It is, it is like, in a string of great Maritela Moore episodes, you know, at least three. So, like, they won three years in a row. Uh, Chuckles Bites the Dust won in season six. So this one, season five. Chuckles Bites the Dust won season six. And the series finale won in season seven. So, like, Maritela Moore won the writing Emmy three years in a row. And wow. maybe even before that. They were nominated a shit ton before that, too. So, but this is sort of, to me is like, well, that's a perfect sitcom episode. Yeah, truly, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, how much better could that episode be? A, very, very little. And it's like somehow, it somehow manages to be entertaining, even though it's it's pretty painful to watch. It's yeah. a really likable character. It going puts you in the mindset of like scary. What like? Oh, if I was going to jail, would I pack my toothbrush? What would I pack? Like, it makes you kind yeah. of right. think it's about good. that. Yeah. Very well. Um, who had the must see performance in this episode? Oh boy. Mm. You know? Mm. I I I want to say Mary, but but that speech that 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 has I think it's really good. Oh, uh, see, I was going to give it to Barbara Colby. Oh, that's the right answer. Cuz she's that's such a like what a like She's the breakout I, star. I totally get that she they would yeah. bring her back. I was yeah. like, what a hilarious guest character. I almost was like, has this character been on the show before? She was so oh, she's good. She's so good. Yeah, yeah like, she steals it. Seamlessly yeah. just like slide into that role, especially on a cat on an episode where you uh, could a cast of like a murderer's row of comedy actors. You could you know? easily mm-hmm. give Mussy performance in this episode to Mary, of course, to of course. Ed Asner, of course, Absolutely. to Ted Knight, and yep. also mm-hmm. to uh Betty White. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and like in such a high stakes episode where like you really do need to focus on the core cast, <laughs> like she comes in and it's just like it's about me now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. really good. And it doesn't d- distract in a way of like, guys, we have too much going on. We don't need this. No. Like, no, sassy it feels totally appropriate. That's I think that I got to go by Colby for that. Yeah, reason. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I got to jump on your bandwagon. Honorable mentions all around. And now I really want to find those three episodes of Phyllis. Because uh, I would like to see more oh, of her work. Yeah, I bet, I I bet she's her. good. Yeah. God. Oh. Just like, it's so uh, heartbreaking. Um, That's very sad. Yeah. Uh, must other people see this episode, especially now in <laughs> 2020? Yes. Yes. Democracy dies in darkness. Mm-hmm. There could not be a riper time to see this yeah. episode. Yeah. If you want your faith in journalism restored, this is the jam. Yeah. Uh, as they say, uh, as the classic adage goes, the best time to watch this episode was in 1974. The second best time is now. It's now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So where can people find you all on the Internet if they want to talk about uh, Mary Tellamore or just, you know, how we're all getting by? Mm. Oh. Any other uh, projects to plug or check out while people are sheltering in place? Oh, Jeremy's got a good one. Oh, I was I was throwing it to you. Oh, that, well, that's very very nice of you. Um, what do I I I? You can watch even kind of still on Facebook Watch if you can figure out Facebook Watch. Uh, that is the show that I created um last year, two thousand eighteen. Uh, oh, but I have a show on the two, Sci-Fi two years, Network. Two years ago. Two years ago. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and I've just been sitting still since then. Yeah, it's no. totally motionless. <laughs> Uh, I I do have another show that I wrote um, that's on the Sci-Fi Network late at night right now. It's called uh, Magical Girl Friendship Squad. It's part of their late night animation block. I think it's called TZ Cheesy is the name of the late night animation block. Um, But yeah, it's like an anime parody. It's very sweet. Um, And hopefully forthcoming, I have some Disney Channel things. Um, 
but that is in the future. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, you can find me on most social media platforms as Jeremy M. Bent. Uh, you can also find me in my podcast, Mission to Zix. It's an improvised science fiction comedy show. Uh, we got a brand new episode this Wednesday. Um, we're in the middle of season four, which has slowed down uh, just a little bit due to COVID-19, but we are still, uh, we are now recording over Zoom and we're going to figure it out and have a full season that I think people will enjoy. Uh, but you can also catch me on CBS All Access on Tuning mm-hmm. Out the News, where I play uh, a few different characters. I play Teddy Hopper on Inside the Hill and I play Jonathan Keene on Hot Take. Uh, episode one is up now. Episode two will be out this week. Uh, it's really crazy that we're still recording it all from home and people are animating it from home and then it goes online. It's wild. Oh, wow. That's super cool. You know, hey, yeah, check it out. The like the, the human spirit is indomitable. Yes. Indomitable. Yeah. Creativity. Uh, oh, and also the first episodes on YouTube. If you if you aren't willing to commit to CBS All Access, you can Which, check it out beforehand. You know totally what, y'all? Uh, CBS All Access is the only way you can watch Carolina City and Family Ties. So, so I'm just saying, your course is clear. Yeah, and that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guests Jeremy Bent and Diana McCory for dropping by talking about the Mary Tyler Moore Show with me. Next time, I will be discussing the Save by the Bell episode, Model Students. Model Students <laughs> is in season two or three, depending on whether or not you count Good Morning, Miss Bliss as season one. It is episode 10 sure. of season two or three. And you can stream Model Students on Hulu. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Follow at Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram. And let's talk about sitcoms. And if you want to watch live streams of sitcoms, give me your email address somehow via Twitter, Instagram, or uh, emailing must have seen tv at gmail.com and i will like let you know i'm not going to make that zoom link public because teenage nazis love hacking zooms very bad teenagers need to be stopped and shouldn't be on the internet if you like what you've heard please rate and review the show on itunes just like mr dare bear did and i will read that review because i like compliments um I started listening to MHS TV because Brett White is a cool dude on social media. I do not know this person. And because Aww. talking about old TV is always my jam. But it since helped me find the deeper merits of traditional sitcoms I wouldn't have otherwise paid much mind to. I've made it a point well, well. to take the genre more seriously as, a, as unique, even if sometimes ridiculous, art form over the last few years thanks to this show. And it's been so fun discovering and rediscovering some classic gems. I applaud that review. Was this review helpful? I click yes. iTunes. <laughs> You're welcome for that feedback. Thank you for That's the a feedback. Very sweet review. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, please keep leaving uh, reviews. That was the first review in a year, so I love, I love reviews, guys. <laughs> it would be really <laughs> helpful. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. Read the words that are right. Desire.com. Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Not doing that over. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time very soon on Must Have Seen TV. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.